The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. episode 27 of Teen Girls Investigate Crime Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. So a little quick reminder before we get started. We are trying to figure out some details about setting up a subscription for TGIC bonus content. There is an interest form that was sent out in our newsletter for this month and it's also linked on our bio on Instagram. But if you missed the newsletter and don't have Instagram, email us at teengirlsinvestigatecrime at gmail.com and we will happily send it over. We really want to start setting up bonus content. I think that'll be super fun for us, super fun for you. So if you want to fill out the form, just give us an email. Um, It's linked on our website as well. And yeah, it will be super fun. I really hope you guys participate in the form so that we can get a lot of content tailored for your needs and wants. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started with this episode. I am super, super excited about this case. Today we'll be covering the disappearance of Sneha Phillips. I have been fascinated by this case for, like, forever. I I don't know, this is just one that's, like, it's probably, it's, might be my, like, most interested true crime case. I don't know. It's like, like, Izzy's super into the Elisa Lamb case. This is, like, my Elisa Lamb case. Yeah, and part of me wishes that, like, we saved it for our 30th episode. But, you know, guys, this is Jillian's birthday week episode. It is my birthday week episode. Um, Yeah, so it's just a super interesting and creepy case. And it's not really covered as I feel like it, like, as much as I feel like it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff on it, but, like, not as much as I would hope for, I guess. So we're going to talk about it. So let's just get started. Uh, Sneha Ann Phillip was born on October 7th of 1969 in Kerala, India. At a young age, she moved with her parents to upstate New York in the United States, and then she moved again within the state, like, a few years later. Uh, She attended Johns Hopkins University and then graduated from there in 1995. She attended the Chicago School of Medicine so she could pursue her dream career as a doctor. And she met her husband there, actually, whose name is Ron Lieberman. And they both went to the medical school there. After they graduated, they relocated to New York City to pursue different internships. Sneha had worked at the Cabrini Medical Center as an intern. However, in spring of 2001, she had been informed that her contract as an internal medicine intern had been terminated. The reason the hospital gave was tardiness and alcohol-related issues, so just, like, keep that in mind, I guess, for later. We'll talk about that a lot more. Also, I just want to say this. Isn't it, like, crazy how long, like, doctors have to be in residence and internships and all that stuff before they're, like, an actual doctor and get paid as much as, like, doctors are usually paid? Well, they're in charge of people. I know, but like that's cray cray. Like they're in college for like fifteen years, and then they go and they're like in like an internship until they're like sixty five. And then you have to do residency. Oh Jesus Christ! There's like there's a lot of stuff. That's insane. I mean, you watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I did watch Grey's Anatomy, but like I don't know. That's just so weird to me. Like I never realized. It's a lot of time, yeah. Um, so after she was fired from that place, she was able to get another internship at Staten Island St. Vincent's Medical Center. However, she was also fired from that position because she was unable to follow their rules regarding substance abuse. Um, so when she failed to meet with their guidelines and they she asked her to meet with a substance abuse counselor and she didn't go, she was also suspended from that internship. That 
Okay, I'm gonna get into the timeline a little bit. Yeah, so, before we like spoil anything. Yeah. So September 10th of 2001, Sneha was still in her suspension from her internship, and Ron claims that she anticipated to like use a day by cleaning their shared apartment in t- anticipation of her cousin named Anu, who was coming two days later for like a dinner party, slash she was gonna spend the night there. And actually, that morning they were in like a court case for something that we'll talk about later. But yeah, she was just going to have like kind of a busy but also relaxed day at the same time. Yeah, she had kind of a busy morning, but then she had like some non-work related stuff in the afternoon. And I, I'd imagine when you're a doctor and like you spend a lot of time working, just running errands is probably relaxing. Yeah. It's and chill. Also during this time, she was on suspension. So like she didn't really have that much stuff to do. And <laughs> this is such a weird abnormal fact, but I thought I would add it. Um, during the day, she also repotted some plants for their house. That she had specially ordered from Hawaii. Okay, you only find that interesting because you're like a plant lover. I know, but like, I thought that was super cool. I didn't even know plants needed to like be repotted until like a couple months ago. And Izzy told me, Izzy has like, we're sitting in her room right now, but she has all these like beautiful plants like hanging in the (laughs) window. And like, it's just so nice. If you go into my room, I don't even think I have like a fake plant. I just, I can't touch plants. They die. That, you're not touching the right ones. No, I, it's really bad. Like, my parents can't do it. Like, we literally, we have this, like, courtyard, and we don't have any plans. We just happen to have neighbors who, like, have really good care of their <laughs> Okay, stuff. that is true. And it, like, hangs into our area, so it looks super pretty, but it's, like, not our responsibility. <laughs> okay, well, Sneha, Sneha at, actually ended up, like, sending her mom an instant message at 2 p.m., and it slowly turned into, like, a two-hour-long conversation, And let me just mention that this was in 2001, so they were talking on, like, some sort of instant messaging site. I amming. Yes. So, like, people could see that she was active, and in order to, like, start and continue a conversation, she'd basically be having to sit in front of a computer for, like, however long. Oh my god, technology. Yeah. That's, like, weird to think about that technology was like that. Like, I could just... I know. I could hop on my phone right now and send a text to whoever I wanted to. Exactly. So, we know that she was at home when this was taking place. And, I mean, they talked about, like, a varying range of topics, including her plans for the upcoming week and how her and Ron visited a bar the previous weekend. I mean, apparently, her and her parents had a super close relationship, and her mom is quoted saying that, like, they told each other everything. Um, and... So they spent a lot of time talking to each other. Yeah. And most notably, she actually mentioned that she was going to visit a restaurant called the Windows of the World that was located on the top of the World Trade Center due to the fact that one of her friends was going to be having a wedding there yeah, in the so spring. Yeah, she, like, wanted to, like, go check it out. Yeah. And, I mean, this con- conversation continued for two hours until she signed off. And at about 4 p.m., she left the chat to go run errands and, I mean, it didn't worry her mother, obviously. Yeah, she was going to run errands. That's not a big deal for an adult. Yeah, and she left her apartment to go drop off some dry cleaning, and then she went to a store called Century 21, which is basically like a department store, and it was only a few blocks away from her apartment. But keep in mind, the store is literally, like, right next to the World Trade Center. Um, I've been there. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so my family, we've gone to New York couple like quite a few times because we have like family friends up there and so we'll go visit a lot and like a couple of years ago I'm like I want to say it was like around Christmas of 2019 we went because we were staying kind of close to there and like it's over in like Battery Park City but we we went over there and we went to the store it's like a discount department store Mm -hmm. um like I'm trying to find the words to describe it it's like 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a Nordstrom rack, I guess, but it's like mm. more upscale because it's not like... Because it's like a department store. It's a department store. It's, it's not like an outlet department store. Got it. It's just like not as expensive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so I've been there, and then I heard about this case, and I was like, holy shit, that's, like, really scary. I've, like, been there. I know, that is really weird. Like, especially, it's, like, one of the last places she's ever seen at, and she was just, you know, there, and I was there, but not, like, at the same time, but it was, like, many, many years apart. But yeah, like, anyway, 19 years later. Yeah, and it is super close to the World Trade Center. It's, like, it's, like, a couple blocks away if you were to walk, but, like, in actual proximity, I'm, like, trying to explain this, it's, like... It's a lot closer, but walking would take a good, like, 10 minutes or so. Yeah. But, like, in terms of New York, it's really close, right? It's pretty close, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely see it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's to the point where you could see it, and it's, like, more, like, it's not, like, the distance. It's, like, it's right there. Yeah. Okay, so shortly after 6 p.m., Sneha actually checked out of the store, and she had bought lingerie, a dress, pantyhose, and bed linens and she actually ended up going to like the shoe department and then checking out three pairs of shoes there as okay. well i feel like i should just say something we have like looked into this and people have said like this is like super weird thing but it's not it's not weird at all not to mention if she was trying to hide something she bought this with her husband's card it's so mundanely normal that it's, people are overthinking it. Yeah, I, it's literally not weird. The bed sheets were for her cousin who was coming to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she just bought some clothes and shoes. Like, and not even weird clothes too. Yeah, like, exactly. she's a married woman. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I, I don't understand. It's so it's so freaking normal. She probably bought pantyhose because she was in so many court cases at the time, and she had to like <laughs> deal with that. True, true. Like I, I don't know. This does not like mean anything. She went shopping. Yeah, exactly. Like if someone went and looked at what I was buying, they're like, oh my god. She's, she bought a tank top. That's insane. Like what? Blasphemy. <laughs> Someone's just looking at her clothes and like trying to make up shit. No, but, literally. Like, it's just so normal. Yeah, like, I just don't think that should be overthought, but, and actually one of the cashiers in the department store claimed that she had seen Sneha with another Indian woman, however, this has never been proven, and they were both never caught, like, on a security camera together. Yeah, Sneha is caught on a couple, like, I think there's one or two places where she's seen in the stores on the Mm -hmm. footage, but she's never seen with this other Indian woman, which, I mean, it's totally possible, like... That the cashier saw another Indian woman, like, waiting behind her in line or something. Yeah. And, like, was, like, I don't know, like, borderline... Maybe thought that they were together for some reason. just assumed that they were together. Because they were both Indian. Indian. Yeah. Like, it could have just been any other person. They weren't together at all. Literally. And then she literally left the store and vanished into thin air. So, this is midnight of the same day. Ron returned home at about 12, and he realized that Sneha was not in their apartment. I mean, he assumed that she had gone out, which had been happening more often, and he didn't really find it that strange. And then September 11th of 2001, which was the day after, at 6.30 a.m. It's 9-11. Yeah, it's also 9-11. Um, at 6.30 a.m., Ron awoke to get ready for work, and he was actually kind of shocked that Sneha had not returned to their apartment, 
However, I mean, he just assumed that she had ended up staying at someone else's house following her night out, and this was not, like, horribly uncommon to the point where it, like, raised alarm bells. Yeah, I think sometimes she went and stayed at friends' houses if she was out late, mm-hmm. or, like, sometimes she'd go stay with her brother. Like, I don't yeah. think it was uncommon it was not, for her. Yeah. She stayed out late, and she was just a lot more convenient to go somewhere else. Exactly, and she didn't. She probably didn't want to go home, like, super drunk, too, exactly. so that makes sense. And that evening, so her husband went to work as normal, and the September 11th attacks on the World Trade Center actually happened at 10.30 that morning. And, I mean, Ron was, like, desperately trying to get home from work to ensure that she was safe. And he was actually stuck in traffic for more than, like, five hours because of all the chaos that was happening in the city. And, I mean, of course he didn't get home until, like, that night, and he couldn't get into his apartment building, so he actually stayed at, like, a friend's house, and then he got to the apartment building the next day. That's nuts. Using his medical credentials. And, I mean, like, he was hoping to find Sneha in the apartment. And, I mean, she wasn't there. And everything in the apartment had been covered in ash because they acc- she had accidentally left a window cracked. Oh, my God. And let me also mention, her bags of all the stuff that she had bought, not in the apartment. Never found. Never found, actually. So, like, she was never home. Um, and She never made it back to the apartment. Exactly. She never made it back to the apartment. And, I mean, the following days, like, when Ron could get through to the NYPD, which was really hard at the time, he attempted to report her missing. However, due to the fact that she was one of the thousands missing because of the 9-11 attacks, her case file was quickly buried, and there was, I mean, there was so much other shit to deal with. Yeah. And actually, for a little bit, there was a, um, her brother made up this, like, phone call that they had on the morning of September 11th that placed her at, like, the World Trade Center, and he later came out and said that that hadn't been true, but they were trying to, like, get the case to actually be, like, recognized, yeah, because there's just so much other stuff going on, so he made that up, which ended up kind of, like, I mean, there's no, like, actual permanent damage or anything. No, but it was just kind of not fair. It was a little inconvenient. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I understand what he was trying to do. Yeah. not bad. And, I mean, due to the fact that the chaos of 9-11 happened in such close proximity to their apartment complex and where she was shopping, and, like, a lot of the claims about, like, other things couldn't be substantiated, the city actually decided to add her to the list of the dead from the terrorist attack. And her family attended, like, multiple memorials and mourned her death. However, still, like, many people feel a sense of unresolve with the case. And so does her husband and her brother. Like, her, a very large majority of her family does. And I feel like a very large population of the United States who knows about this case also does. Okay, so we're going to hop right into theories now. So the first theory is that she was a victim of the 9-11 attacks. And this is the theory that her parents and her whole family and her husband just really believe in. And they were actually the ones who had lobbied for years to get her to be recognized as one of the victims of 9-11. And that's why she was actually finally put on the yeah. list of people. But um, this is what they really believe in. And, I mean, I definitely think it is substantial. Yeah, and I also feel like there's an element of closure to knowing that, like, it that is. is a potential yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more, like, it is, it's the closure part of this case. It's not the one yeah. that leaves a lot of questions, because, oh boy, is there stuff that leaves questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this theory is just that, she, because she was a trained doctor, it's really theorized that she went to the towers to help people, like, the injured or whatever. Yeah. 
And so there, it is substantiated on why this would actually place her like there and actually place her to be anywhere on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Remember, she was last seen on the 10th. So there is the security camera footage from her apartment on the day of the attack. Like literally a few minutes before the first tower was hit, there is a video clip of a woman who looks a lot like Sneha who comes in the building, presses the elevator button, and like waits a minute. And then at 8.46 a.m., right when the first tower was hit, she, like, runs outside. Yeah. Which totally makes sense, even if this wasn't Sneha. I mean, exactly. you hear, like, a lot yeah. of noise and all this, like, chaos. Like, you go look outside. Exactly. But it's really theorized that she went over there and then tried to help, and then she possibly was just injured and... Or she was hit by the second tower, which happened. Exactly. Like, she... It's that... It is theorized that she was a victim because she went over there to help, and then it just ended very, very poorly. Mm-hmm. So then there's also another thing that could place her at the World Trade Center. So, like we said... Like we said earlier, when she was talking to her mom on the instant messaging thing, she said that um, she wanted to go check out the restaurant, the World Trade Center, because she had a friend that was going to get married yeah. there. So, let's just... Let's just say that the woman in the video wasn't Sneha. It was someone else who lived in the building. Um, because she told her mom the day before that she was going to go to that restaurant, it's possible that she went that morning to go check it out and was actually at the World Trade Center app during the attacks. Yeah, like maybe she couldn't get there to the day before because of something mm-hmm. else. Or she went out and then ended up staying the night at someone's house. Exactly. And then she, she did never make it back to her apartment. She was out and then she just went the next morning. However, I do think it's unlikely that she was actually at that restaurant that morning because that's, like, really early in the morning to go out. Like, it was a weekday. And, like, I don't... Do places do brunch on weekdays? Was brunch a yeah. thing in 2001? Yes! It was breakfast more like probably then. I know. I just... I don't know. I don't... I really should have looked into this, but I don't know the details on, like, when, when they open. was open. Like, uh, I think a lot of places don't usually do brunch until the weekends. So I just feel like it's unlikely that, like, it was a nicer restaurant. Like, I don't think she would have gone there just, like, that early in the morning. Mm -hmm. But I will say, like, even, like, there were people who were killed or, like, severely injured from just being around the buildings. Yeah, exactly. So I think it is definitely likely that she was a victim of 9-11, but I don't think she was actually, like, at the restaurant and at the World Trade Center. She could have actually been at the World Trade Center or really close by just doing something else, but I don't think she was in that restaurant. Like, that's, like, really early in the morning. Exactly. But it's just kind of, like, logic. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for her to be there for that reason. Yeah, and I also feel like um, we actually could not find the footage of the woman in the apartment building somehow. I feel like it's mentioned in everything. It's mentioned and we can't in find it. With, like, really detailed descriptions, but Izzy were like, and I were just searching for it, and we couldn't even find, like, a picture. Yeah, and that's just, like, so irritating because... I want to see it. I want to see it, too. And, I mean, I feel like... Do you, did she have bags in her hand? I know that's kind of random, but did she have, like, the bag in her hand? Okay, so I've, like, seen a couple different, like, I don't think that she had a bag in her hand. I'm pretty sure that's okay. right. Yeah, she did not have a bag in her hand, I don't think. Or maybe she did, honestly. I've seen, like, a couple of contradicting reports on that. Yeah. And we couldn't find the video to look at ourselves, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I honestly feel like that is definitely a possibility that that happened, especially since, like, her family even believes it to a certain yeah, extent. exactly. Okay, so now we're going to get into the runaway theory. This is the one that I feel like is most talked about, mm-hmm. and you you see the most often when you research this case. Exactly. So this theory, in my opinion, is honestly 
pretty substantiated and I think it stands out than uh, like a lot of the other theories that we've discussed. So let's talk about her personal life a bit. So she actually had a history of drinking a lot and partying and I'm not, she wasn't an alcoholic and nobody has ever said that she's an alcoholic or that she had like issues with that. Just that she... She just drank a lot and it was well. Yeah. And she she, had those substance abuse issues at work. Yeah. And that was the causation of the termination from her first contract and the cause of her suspension from her internship at Staten Island. Staten Island. Staten Island on Staten. Sorry about that. And, I mean, additionally, this drinking and partying turned into a habit, and her husband actually said that it wasn't too unusual for her to not return home because she would regularly, like, because she would regularly, regularly go out and sleep on a friend's couch. So I literally can't speak. I don't know what's regularly wrong with me today. Kind of a hard word. It's a hard word. It's like cinnamon. Cinnamon's not that Cinnamon. Synonym? Synonym. Cinnamon. Regularly. Yeah. And, I mean, additionally, her and Ron were having some marital problems due to the fact that she... Okay, this is... Okay, so her brother actually told the police that he caught her having sex with his girlfriend. Oh, drama. Like, walked in on them. Drama. And, I mean, this obviously caused a rift in their relationship because, like, I mean, first off, there are just so many reasons. And Sneha would actually go to lesbian bars often due to the fact that she was uncomfortable after she was groped at a bar, which I'll talk about in a second. However, like, I... she Oh, also, other people said that she often went home with women that she met there because she just wanted to have, like, a little fun. And, I mean, I totally I get this. Personally, I get this. But her husband actually said that there was no way she was bisexual. And the fact that there was a chance that she was, like, um, cheating on him in any way, there was no way. But, like, there are many claims by people saying that she actually had relations with women. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's claims, but also I feel like the claims could be, like, easily... Yeah, maybe, like... I don't know. Maybe she was just, like, met a nice woman and was like, hey, let's go get dinner. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Whatever. I mean, I... If that's what her husband wants to think after she, like, is gone, like, I don't, there's no reason that we need to, like, tell him no. Exactly. I don't I don't think this, like, substantiates too much of the yeah. story, you know what I mean? It's and, just a lot about, like, what was going on in her life at the time. And how it kind of put a strain on her relationship with her husband and her brother. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I will say, I think the media kind of, like, shamed her for this a little bit. And kind of made it a bigger thing than it actually was. You know what I mean? Like, made it more of the runaway theory than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just feel like we needed to mention it, but it's not a huge part of this. Yeah, it's more, it's more like leading up to a lot of other stuff. Yeah. And the incident where she was groped actually happened that last spring when she went to a bar with some of the other interns at her first job. And she was groped by one of them. And she went to the police, and the police freaking charged her with third degree filing of misinformation to the police. She was in jail for a little bit. Like, a few days, few hours, I'm not sure. But, like, she literally went in front of a judge to get the charges dropped and, like, wiped off her record. And he said that he would only drop them if she took back her allegation. What the hell? Like, what, what the actual hell? Like, okay. I just... 
wouldn't you rather like actually investigate it and believe her and then find out she was wrong instead of just assume she was wrong off bat? No, like literally she went to the police station to report sexual assault and this is how they respond. She was arrested for it. Like that the world sucks. The world sucks, especially America. Like America that's ins- sucks. that's insane. And I mean, she refused to take back her allocation and she stood her ground. And obviously, it was left on her record, but, I mean, I'm proud of her for doing that. Yeah. I feel like that was the right thing to do. I mean, it was definitely the right thing to do. I bet it took a lot of, like, confidence and bravery, so good for her. Yeah. Um, okay, so she was also having, like, some other legal issues. So, as we mentioned, on the morning of September 10th, she was in court because she was suing for wrongful termination of her job. And this is the second one, I believe. Yeah. I'm not quite sure because she was fired for similar reasons, but I'm pretty sure this is the second because it was more recent. Mm -hmm. So she was claiming that she was not fired for being drunk at work or having substance abuse issues, but she was actually fired because she often complained about a lot of racial and sexual bias that was going on in her workplace. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I could totally see her doing that because, you know, she stood her ground with the whole sexual assault thing. She's like a badass feminist. Yeah. And so she stood her ground. She was like, no, you guys just made up this reason because I was complaining too much about the fact that you are terrible people. <laughs> and anyway, she was not really doing very well in the case. I guess other doctors just had a lot like of a stronger case against her. And it was also her like credibility was also shot down a lot because of her drinking and partying history. Mm-hmm. So basically, this whole runaway theory just really involves Sneha seeing, like, this whole night, what happened with 9-11, and just being like, this is the perfect opportunity to get away, like... Yeah, like, she pro- what if that was her in the apartment, about to go up, and then she saw it, and she was like... I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm out, there bitches. was a lot of shit going on, and maybe, like, she probably could have toughed through it all, but maybe she just saw it as, like, an this opportunity. Is my sign. Yeah. This is, like... This path is not meant for me. I should go pursue something else. Exactly. So if that has not convinced you, we have a little bit more for you on this. (laughs) This is my favorite part of the whole case. This is, like, really what makes the whole thing stick out to me. Yeah. So there's this thing called post-secret where you can send in a postcard with a secret on it, and it is just, like, displayed on a website. Izzy and I have actually done this. You know, I was about to say. Yeah. Like, we've had teachers before where they'll have to... like us do it as like a project for like you know getting to know people which is which like, is so weird it's kind of problematic if you think it's, about it yeah like I literally mean, i got so like into that mine was so creepy too i made it so creepy looking do? i did like this really vintage like peter pan background with like the rainbow and like all the lost boys and then i did like mismatched font so it looked like a serial killer letter oh god it was horrible. It was so scary. And, like, I'm sure my English teacher in eighth grade was like, okay, what the hell? Are you okay? Yeah, I don't even remember what I wrote on mine. But I remember we all did it, and then, like, we hung them around the classroom. <laughs> it was like people were like, I was a mistake. No, seriously. Some people said some deep stuff, and then some no. people were also, like, dumb stuff. I very vividly remember someone wrote, I once ate a lizard. I remember that. I, like, so clearly I remember that. But then there were other people who were like, Straight up, like, you know, confessing their life secrets. On yeah, here. I know. Like, it was so deep, and there's just one kid who I ate a lizard. Anyway, so there's this whole, <laughs> like, program that, like, inspired our little school project, and that's Post Secret. So, many years after her disappearance, a postcard was sent in with a hand drawn black and white photo of the Twin Towers falling. And it says, it says, 
Everyone who knew me before 9-11 thinks I'm dead. Oh my god. And okay, so it's just always been like connected to her case and not for like a lot of reasons except for the fact that it just makes sense. It makes sense and it's very coincidental. It's just so crazy. Like that is horrifying. Like I want to believe in it so badly. Like I literally got chills on my whole body when you like, I want to believe that she is living under some different name and she is like listening to this right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I hope I know. Like, hey, Sneha. Like, is she keeping track of, like, all the things that are, like, all the things that people are talking about, you know? Because, like, she's on podcast. Like, people talk about her. Like, yeah. Like, is she keeping track of that? Because I believe so, so much that she is just out there. And she's listening she, to this right now. She's out there. And also, I've got to bring up the question. Do you think that she was, like, she was with someone when she ran away? Okay, so I think it's, like, possible because... Like, I don't know. She was seen with that other woman in the store, but we kind of, like, shot that down. I yeah. I don't think that means anything. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing that I have to ask. Where are those Century 21 bags? Exactly. Like, she either disappeared with them, which totally makes sense. Like, the day before 9-11 even happened. Yeah, or she disappeared on the morning of, and she just, you know, took her shit with her. Like, maybe she stayed at someone's house and, like, took the bags with her. And, but here's the thing. Like you just said, she stayed at someone's house. Whose house did she stay at and why hasn't happened they come forward? Exactly. Like, like even if it was a random-ass person, you know this lady. You yeah, know that people seen. think she's dead. You know that she's missing. And that's why not just like, say? Because she either disappeared on the 10th and there is, it's just totally not connected to 9-11, like, whatsoever. But, like, also... It kind of make like I I think that she is the person in that camera video from her apartment. I honestly do too. I just think that that makes a lot of sense. But then where are those bags? She stayed at someone's house the night before. She probably left the bags there. So where are the bags and who is this person? Why haven't they come forward? Exactly. Unless they're with her. Or unless they're involved in the crime somehow. But I don't think there is a crime. I think that she ran away and either someone is trying to cover that up or someone went with her. True. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get onto our final theory. The kidnapping theory. The lame-ass theory. The lame-ass theory that honestly sucks. <laughs> so, basically, this is the worst theory, and it makes no sense. It just doesn't. Essentially, the but theory you know, we is... We maintain the fact that we are a true crime podcast. Yes, and not, not like a, a conspiracy yeah, theory exactly. podcast. So, essentially, a kidnapper would have just snatched her on either September 10th at some point during the day or the morning of September 11th. Or, like we talked about just a second ago, maybe she stayed at someone's house and they were a deranged psycho killer and killed her. And we just have no idea about that. And, I mean... There's just no evidence to prove it. Literally none. Like, literally none. Um, Like, at all. (laughs) None. Also, yeah, I just don't... There's, uh, that's literally where yeah. the theory ends. I would say more stuff, I'm but sure that's the end of it. I'm sure you guys think about this for hours, but, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I think she ran away. But this is, like, the best runaway theory ever, so. Yeah, like, this is it. definitely the most substantiated runaway theory we have, that wasn't just the police being like, oh, she ran away. Like, I, I truthfully believe that this is, like, the only case, like, this is the only case we've covered where I actually think she ran away. Yeah. Like, I don't think that in any other case. And I mean, I will say, a lot of people are like, there's no way she was killed in 9-11 because they never found her body or they never had any trace evidence. 
Okay, but I don't think it's possible. I think it's possible because of, like only sixty percent of the victims of nine eleven have ever been DNA matched. Yeah. Out of the thousands of people. The only thing that I find weird about it is that she would have had to have been placing her at the scene on nine eleven would have meant that she was at, like not at her apartment the night before and she was elsewhere and no mm-hmm. one has come forward saying that she was elsewhere. Exactly. So that's like the only thing. Unless she was with the other person and they both died. Yes. And then no one could come forward because no one was alive to come forward. So I don't know. We're giving you a lot to think about. So, you know, let us know what you think. This yeah. This is the disappearance of Sneha Phillip. Tune in next Thursday for another mysterious case. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at tgic.podcast and check out our blog. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Ashley. We host the podcast Locked in a Closet, where we discuss true crime, the paranormal, urban legends, and all things spooky. We love covering all sorts of stories, but we try to keep it Canadian as much as we can. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts or follow us at Locked in a Closet Pod on Instagram. Keep on creeping on.